Hey, everyone, this is Michael Coughlin. When I think of Arlington High School, I think of those great chocolate chip cookies that you used to get for like 50 cents in a bag. You get three of them. Still to this day, if homemade chocolate chip cookies come out, I could eat a whole tray of them. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Ponder This Podcast. Ready for another exciting episode? I'm going to keep saying exciting until you guys tell me not to. Because I uh, I am very excited to uh, get to chat with this gentleman who, if I'm not mistaken, uh, grew up in Arlington but didn't uh, attend a public school. I believe he attended a Catholic school as a, as a youth but then he stormed onto the scene uh, a little bit later on and uh, could easily be mistaken for one of the nicest guys in high school. I think he, uh, I think he's beloved by all that knew him. Would you please give a big part of this podcast welcome and a round of applause to my in-studio guest, Mr. Michael Coughlin. Mike, how are you, buddy? Doing great, Tim. How you doing? Doing all right. Was I uh, was I right? Did you not go to elementary school in Arlington? No, I didn't. I actually, um, probably the oddest thing about growing up in Arlington, I went to St. James. It's now a defunct Catholic elementary school. Well, I think the Monsignor uh, pissed off a bunch of the parish. And- aren't they all defunct? No, I'm only kidding. Uh, wait a minute. So I went to St. James as a youth. That was, all right, so... We've had some fun guests in here. They're all fun guests, like yep. yourself, Mike. Um, St. James Parish was like a kitty corner, like across from uh, Video Horizons. That's right, right where Karen Norton used to work. Yeah, <laughs> Karen Norton and a few others. A few others. I too. think I think Frank Powell said he I worked think you're right. there. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. I think Katarina Fernandez. Yeah. I'm not sure who else, but uh, all right. So. Video Horizons, and then, like I always say, Nicola Pizza, but also right down the street from uh, the Audison Junior High. That's right. Okay. That's right. Our school probably could have fit inside their gymnasium. Really? Oh, yeah. It was seven uh, kids in my graduating class. And, and you <laughs> went there K through 12? I mean, K 12. through, uh, what, yeah. K through 8? K through 8. And it was just it was just St. James Parochial School. That's right. Yeah. Like the last couple of years, like I said, a bunch of just families just vacated. And then the year after I graduated, I think there was one more class or maybe we were the last class. Who can you give me? Can you give me a name of somebody I would know? Like, I just, do you remember? Yeah, like, um, Erin O'Donnell. Okay. I remember Erin um, O'Donnell. She, uh, she Angelique Georgopoulos. She went there. She did? Yeah. Um, Matt, uh, what's Matt's last name? Not Matt Wu. No, no. I'm just kidding. Matt Wu is not in Catholic school. I'm yeah. just kidding. No, there was, there was, there was a few. All right, so yeah, I know Aaron O'Donnell and Angelique. Yeah. Okay, so that makes kind of a little bit of sense yeah. that uh, they stormed onto the scene. So you storm onto the scene and become a spy ponder in ninth grade? Is that? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I went to St. James as a as a child. Uh, was it was it Father Flaherty? Oh, gosh. I don't Did even I, know. All right. I remember, the only one I remember was Father Fred. He was Fred. Used to smoke butts oh outside. My God. It used to crack me up. That's hilarious. Yep. And then put him out in the holy water? Or? I don't know. Probably. All right. A little freakish, but it was good. He was a good guy. I mean, was what it was. Speaking of good guys, I, I said it in your introduction, but I do mean it. Like, you're one of the most, uh, how do you say, like, even keel, kind of always smiling, glass half full type of 
guy. Is that is that accurate? Jesus. I mean, after all these years, you I think you pretty much nailed it. Is that true though? I mean, yeah. would you say like you you kind of got along with everybody, you you know, gen, gen, genuinely like a, a easygoing person? It's exactly the way it is. It's funny. That's uh, kind of when I spread out like after even high school and even in college. Like the group of friends I joined of this fraternity, we used to call ourselves the House of Misfits. Okay. Because we had everybody from, God, scholars to uh, stoners to jocks to, you know, artistic, uh, escape, you name it. I mean, it was just a, they were just a group of guys that outside the fraternity never would have became friends with them. Like, we were just all different walks of life. But because we shared this common bond of, of, of what it was all about in the fraternity of just a true brotherhood of men, like it was, it was just Interesting. So, All like, right. yeah. So that I, I really like that. Yeah. So, two questions. Yeah. Uh, did you have a Herbie the dentist, like from Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer? It was was there uh, was there a Herbie? There's no Herbie. I don't yeah. know if I can say it that way. Herbie. I don't know if I did. No, I don't think we did. All right. No Herbie the dentist. But where did you fit in? You talked about scholars, oh jocks, stoners. Kind of fit across, like you said. You did all that. I stuff? kind of did all of it. You for real? For real. I didn't realize that. Oh, I, God, I, I came I, off the rails I, a bit after high school. I was going to, I mean. I blew up to 220. I was 185 in high school. I blew up to 225 in 220, college. all right. So you Back put down on the, to high school weight. Instead of the freshman 15, you put on the freshman 40. It's crazy. Um, well, I didn't start there. Okay. So here's, so I, I left where, our, where Where are we talking about, by the way? What school? That was at uh, UMass Lowell. At the time, University okay. Lowell. Okay. I started actually at Northeastern. Okay. I don't know if you know, I'm the youngest of seven. I'm the youngest of seven. I knew that, yeah. And um, Wait a minute, you knew that, but I didn't know well, I've been listening to the fucking podcast. Wow, hey. Jesus. Finding things out. Do my out. fucking homework on you. Wow, dropping <laughs> F-bombs left and right. Like, no tomorrow. You have been listening to the podcast. Absolutely. I wouldn't miss this. You're doing a phenomenal job. Thank you. I appreciate that. Love um, it. Like no, natural. I'm glad, I'm glad you're enjoying it. So where did you grow up in Arlington? Like, what, like, where By Pierce School. Okay. So right around the corner from Pierce. Okay. Um, One of the last streets, actually, on the way out to Lexington. Did you hang out with any kids from like the PS school or anything? Like what was childhood yeah. like with, you know what I mean? Was, I'm a saying, lot of it was hockey. It was all like a bunch of hockey friends. Okay. And um, it was funny. Like I, like my friends, like you said, they were across a whole bunch of mix. I was friends with kids in a grade younger than us, grade older, yep. same grade as us. Just because I didn't have that public school connection with a lot of them. So like a couple friends, like actually a, a good friend of mine, he actually ended up being my best man at my wedding was Richie Carroll. He's um, oh, yeah. graduated the year after us. Yep. I actually talked to him last night. Awesome. Yep. Told me you were coming in here. I actually, you know what? We it was actually it was funny. There was me, him, and uh, Bobby Cronin of all people. Oh like, yeah, the three of us actually were on a on a call together. That's funny. And we we're just chatting. And I meant to say at the beginning, and then I just got away. No, no, no. How is uh, how are they both doing? Oh, both doing great. Yeah, both doing great. Yeah, that, that's good to hear. Yeah. Um. So again, let's go back. Okay. I, I I do this once in a while. I do listen to everything that's said. So you said you did a little bit of everything. So you weren't a choir boy. You got a little. You got mixed up in some shenanigans, yeah. as I like to. Yeah. I like that word shenanigans. I think we all do. I mean, think about like some of these stories of people after left. Well, high yeah, school. you've heard some. I mean, listen, it's I never, great. I love it. I had a few beers, but I I never tried any of the wacky tobacco. But uh, yeah. you you did engage. It's funny. I remember my. It was my senior year. I was always uh, like, no, 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 yep. like staying away from it. And um, in my senior year, before I went away on a senior trip with a bunch of guys, and yep. um, I remember I tried for the first time, like, that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> and his, then I made, eye, his eyes are lighting up, everybody's yeah. like, that was cool. It was. It, you know what? That's, actually, it leads to something else that's funny, because then I went off in college, and I definitely made up for lost time. 
And um, throughout high school, I didn't know I was, I, they, they didn't have ADHD when, you know, diagnosis when we were going through right. it. And I used to always get, yeah, um, not so great. I mean, I would get like B's and C's or C's and B's. Okay. And uh, my parents would put me through all these different testing, thinking like there's something wrong with me or like, you know, finding out like, but they always came back and said, your kid's smart. Like, I don't know why he's not doing well in school. <laughs> and uh, my parents Smoking like, weed. Well, no. I wasn't. That, was, that know, wasn't at the time. But that's led to, so then I went to college. And when I started um, smoking weed, I actually became, I, I really enjoyed writing. I yep. really enjoyed poetry, like writing it. Like I, I, and it helped me focus. So it did like the complete opposite. And people just like space, like not me. Like it just focused, yeah, laser focused. Yeah, sounded you in, right? Yeah, it was great. And Grounded then, you a little bit. Yeah. So actually about five years ago, I, got, I finally got diagnosed with ADHD. Come on. Yeah. Five years ago. So do you, I mean, do you take any medication for it? You do. I do. Don't tell, oh, now everyone's going to be calling me trying to get Adderall No, listen, I, uh, <laughs> I was a hyperactive little wasn't high. It wasn't so much hyperactive. No, I, yeah. yeah, I understand. Yeah, we all were. But Boys. I'm saying as a kid, man, I was, I definitely, if they had a sedative for me, they probably would have put me on something because I just, yeah. I would just go all day, you know. That was me too. And, um. High, uh, high energy level. Well, look at us, like our physiques. I think. Yeah, I mean, we're just we're burning calories, sitting, <laughs> sitting right here. here. That's it, chatting. So, um, talk to me a little bit about the university alone. Well, and, before uh, that, I actually left. My first year, I went to Northeastern. Okay. And um, you did say that I, I remember. And being the youngest of seven, my parents were like, you know, you're not going to live there. You're going to live at home and yep. you commute in. So I did. Do you know Penny Petropolis? Did you yes, actually meet Penny? To Penny went to uh, Northeast. I didn't know she went. Yeah, I heard, actually, I think I heard that, yes. And I was like, oh, wait, she went there. She didn't love it. Did you love it? No, or? I didn't like you it. You didn't like it either. Hated it. I was, okay. the, I was the fifth in my family to go there out of the seven. Okay. So I thought it would be a good fit, checking out. and But not not living at school, I think, is what the what, yeah. the, what the tough part was. And commuting from Arlington down, oh, that was just, that, was, that wasn't a college experience. Yeah, it's not the easiest no. place to get to on Huntington Ave. Mm-hmm. And, so yeah. at the end of that year, I just say, I, I said to my parents, I said, "Hey, if um, if I can get into University of Lowell, and I you know I can go to school and live there, yep, the same money you're paying at Northeastern." I said, "Okay, you're in." So I went there, and that was the greatest thing for me because I had five older sisters. It was like growing up with six mothers. I needed to get the f out of the house. Yeah, it was bad. But so that's really where just college was great for that. That's good. And you ended up with the Rat Pack or the pack of misfit toys, that's, that's and it. and uh, what was the fraternity? Uh, it's Delta Kappa Phi. Delta Kappa Phi. What's the fight song or what's the uh, chant? You got oh, any God. like, sh- come on, give me a little something. I don't oh, I, I wasn't in it. A, I mean, I, <laughs> can't remember. I wasn't in Greek life. I don't know. I just, I Delta Kappa Phi. Well, it's All funny. Right. I mean, they're, they're, either you are or you're not. Yeah. For me, it, it just, you know, I just started hanging out at the fraternity house or others and just got to know a group of people. Like when I first got there at University of Lowell, I um, became like the president of my dorm then became like the president of RHA, did okay. some trips with them. And then I just got to know more people on campus, and I started going. And I just hit it off with a bunch of guys. I'm like, ah, fuck it, I'll rush. No, my two nephews went there. They had a great time. Yeah. And if it wasn't for me, like, if, if it wasn't going to be for me, like, I wasn't, I'd walk away from it. It wasn't yep. like I wanted to join. Yeah. Yep. It just ended up, it was a group of guys, and it, I liked what they stood for. And sure, sure, sure. It was, a, it was, again. That's good, though. Pack of Misfits, saying. it was always interesting. Yeah, but that's good that you didn't... Um you thought a little bit outside the box is what I was going to say. You weren't, you weren't restricted to like, all right, I'm going to just go with this group of guys, you know, the basketball team, the football team. The, Which you know, like you said, like growing up uh, in high school, that's, you know, I kind of yeah. just like to have yeah, a lot did, of Yeah, you did, honestly. Groups. Yeah. Um, what did you study? Studied business. Okay. Business administration. And um, funny, uh, well, not funny. It's horrible. So it, it 
Travis, it, it's thinking back, it's, it kind of sucks, but I'm very happy with where I am now, but I never ended up finishing college. Okay. So Northeastern was on trimesters. Yep. Transferred out. North, um, University of Lowell only took one class credit. Boy. So I had to start all over again. Kind of a bummer. Oh, it sucked. So then I went for another two and a half years. So a total of three and a half years of college. Yeah. My dad died, passed away. Sorry. Uh, and um, it was like five months after he retired. And then my mom went on oxygen 24 hours a day. It's crazy. Jeez. Yeah, it was, it was like the week after he passed away. So everyone else was so much older. The, the next one close to me is five years older than okay. me. The next one older is five years older than her. Okay. They're already starting their lives. So I, I decided, you know, come home, you know, help out mom, do what I could. And um, So your oldest sister then is 30 years older than you? My oldest is 21 wow. years older. Wow, I was joking when I, I said 30, yeah. five times six, but yeah. 21 years spread. My only brother is 20 years older than me. Holy cannoli. So 48, 68. Yeah, but that's a that's a spread right there. Yeah. My oldest sister is 14 over me, but uh, geez, 21. That's you why I said me, it was like growing up with five mothers. You and an extra point. Like they literally were, that was like a live yeah. play doll. So I can see where you say you had five mothers, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's why I like going off and living at school is what I needed to do. Okay. Came home. So, <laughs> all right. So mom and dad were a little bit older, obviously. Yeah. Yep. I'm more too. Yeah. Um, all right, so what did you get into right out of college? I mean, I know you didn't gra- so you didn't graduate. You came home to take care of dad, and then and then mom, mom after yep. dad, right? Yeah, and then um and my brother being twenty years older, like he kind of try and again at that age, think about it, like you know you got a brother that's twenty years old, he's trying yep. to be like a father figure, yeah. And I just rejected that, uh, you know? and and we kind of clashed, and he just saw me kind of effing off a little bit, and he became a lawyer, so he was very you know he was successful with what he did, okay. Um. He's like, dude, you got to do something with your life. Like, I'll get you a job, like, um, being a chauffeur or driving a car, or, like, I'll get you a job, you know, uh, you know let's put our heads together, figure something out. And uh, one of my fraternity brothers, I um, went back to the fraternity house, like, on a night, and I yep. saw him dressed up in a nice suit, driving a brand new car. I'm like, dude, what the fuck are you yeah, doing? Yeah, yeah, what do you do? And um, he told me, and I said, can you get me a job? He said, not looking the way you do. I had a goatee that came down to here. Yeah. I had big, long sideburns, hair that came to, I mean, I was you just. you have a picture of this? It was the grunge. It just you have a from, picture of it? I probably do. Somewhere. All right, you're gonna have I to think. dig. I want to see it. Oh jeez, you have to dig one of those bells because yeah. you're such a clean cut guy. I know. That's why I said I came up the rails. It just all right. It's great. So I have so many things to ask, and I'll get there. <laughs> I'll get there, but I want to kind of. Yep. I I want to let you go, but okay. And I don't want to be creepy. So, um, all right, Is that possible? I don't know. <laughs> so. What was your fraternity brother doing that he was all dressed? What was he oh. saying? You come work for me. What was <laughs> he actually was working for a um, company, a home improvement company in, in, in Woburn okay. called, called New Pro. A lot of people yeah. here in New England, you know, New Pro, the yeah. window company. Yep. Um, and, and, uh, and and you said, I want to do what you're doing. And why would I mean, the guy, like I said, you're making some bank. Yeah. You know, I was wearing $1,000 suits, driving wow. a nice car. I mean, he was, I was like, Shit, what, how'd you find yeah. it? He ended, up, he ended up going to high school in Winchester and graduated with um, the owner's daughter. And he used to see her getting dropped off in a Ferrari. Then the oh boy. license plate said New Pro. He's like, I got a school. That's what I'm going to do. That's too funny. So, um, Isn't it funny how people just happen into things, yeah. see things others totally oblivious about? Like, Dude, this is exactly what I'm saying. Like, Not finishing school mm-hmm. and then going this direction and going down this path, Like, it's it's got me to where I am today. Yeah. Help me find what I truly love. And I, I just stumbled on it. And I look back and I'm like, shit, if that never happened in my life, right. I never would have 
done what I did. If everything had gone to plan or the way it was supposed yeah. to go, yeah. if Woody had gone straight to the police, it. this would have never it's happened. Yeah. Ah, see, I kind of like that, though. I yeah. like that you um, morphed into, you played the hand that, that life dealt you. No, I'm saying, like, yeah. a lot of people look for excuses right. or pity parties or, I'm serious. I know they, they are. They, I know. They, 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 they want to play the victim or they want to say, well, I had all this stuff happen against me. Yeah. 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 So what'd you do about it? You know what I mean? So I, I give you a lot of credit for, uh, for, so did you end up working at New Pro? Or I did. You? I had actually worked there for 18 years. Holy cow. I was, um. You have yeah, a Ferrari? I don't have a Ferrari, but I mean, I talk about a crazy, like we just made, we made a lot of, a lot of money back then. I was in the early nineties. We, we, we did anything and everything we wanted to. Yep. It was fun. So it was good to be was great. a single guy. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 the odd part was like my, like my, my, my sisters, and my brother, like, what are you doing? Like it's, it was a hundred percent commission. Oh, wow. Zero salary. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But we just made like that's, money hand over fist. Like, nothing wrong with that. I mean, if, if the harder you work, the more money you make. Dangles the carrot. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. How right. Do you want to settle for 50 grand? Yeah. Or do you, that's why I love sales. I'm that's serious. It. That's it's why a, I love it. It's intoxicating. Yeah. It's like, oh. I've devoted, it's, that's it's, what I've been d- devoted my entire professional career to, is just learning it. It's like a drug. So do you read, do you follow yeah. podcasts about oh, yeah. sales and yeah. techniques? Read and books and all sorts of stuff, and I watch other people. And uh, I actually trained it for uh, 15 of the 18 years that I was at New Pro. So like the first couple of years, I rose to the top five, top 10 in the company. Oh, wow. I was making all their company trips. And then they said, geez, you're full of energy. Like you you seem to like this. You want to train? And then you said, well, I haven't been diagnosed yet. So just wait till I. <laughs> Actually, it's funny. When, going back to that. So people like that knew me. They're like, like, what are you doing? I'm like, I, like we didn't come up with these sales scripts. I'm like, I kind of, I, I do them. Like, really? I said, yeah, actually I get stoned and I write sales uh, scripts. And they're like, does it make any sense? I'm like, you tell me. They're like, it's great. Like you're telling me. And I said, yeah, I just, I don't know what it is. I said, it helps me focus. Do you follow any gurus, like sales gurus or anything? Over the years. No, I'm asking. Like, uh, any, is there a book or something that stands out in your mind that you read over time that you're like, this this book made a profound impact on my sales career? They all did. And the re- and, I, and I'm not trying to, it's not a cop-out answer. The no. reason why I've always said this is there's nothing new to be taught about sales. Mm-hmm. It's just a different way of doing it. It's just another way. And it's just another flavor. It's It's what you connect with. So a lot of people, I think, you know, they learn sales, they get good at it, they make some money, and they just keep going, and they never sharpen the saw, as we always say. Right. And are you calling on, uh, like, commercial accounts, or is it all, like, per- private, back personal? Then. Oh, my God. We could have a whole podcast on the story of the shit that I would see. I would, this was, back then, those years, it was uh, to consumers. It was at their house. Yeah, that's, yeah, okay. So, so the so company would set the appointments. I did, so, like, it was, like, out of a movie. Like, we'd be sitting around all day just fucking off and playing cards and going to lunches and buying things. And then, oh, your appointments come up and you're at 10 o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the afternoon and either six or seven in the evening. Fantastic. It was awesome. Yeah. And then afterwards we'd go out to the bars or clubs or whatever. Right. We'd be all dressed up. I mean, it was just, it was. Any, uh, any weird happenings? You, you walk into any like random I, homes and you're like, uh, excuse me, miss, would you please put a bathrobe on? Yes. I actually have, this is on my bucket list at some point in my life to write a book. On the on the story. So give me a couple. Oh my god. Give me one anyway. Any so there's so many good ones. I met a guy up in Maine. He was I I swear to this day he was on he was in uh, part of the witness protection plan. The so, guy the guy was an old guy sitting in a in like a uh, was it Whitey Bulger? <laughs> you know back then maybe I you know did I, he but no. he needed windows? Well I don't know like he set the appointment with one of our 
appointment setters and I went out and I had a new guy with me, met him in the driveway. It was a detached garage and he's just sitting in a, in like a lawn chair and I, he's whittling wood or whatever. I get out and he has an empty chair next to him. And I just sat down and said, Hey, what's up? He didn't answer. We literally sat there quiet. So I'm like, I'm not going to see these people from Maine. I'm quiet. Like, yeah, they're nice. Yeah. Waiting. And finally, like, my new guy's standing. I could see he's like uncomfortable. Right. Right. And, uh, he's and like, is this, is it like this on every sales call, Mike? Basically. Yeah. yeah. Another one. He actually we had a gun pulled on us, but, um, okay. So anyways, th- <laughs> this guy, was the guy just lonely? Like what? No, the, I don't know. I, I, maybe. So, and, and then the guy's like, so what are you going to try to do? You're going to try to sell me some fucking windows? I'm like, yeah. He's like, how much are they? And I go, I, I, I don't know, dude. Like I'm, I got to go in your house. I got to measure. I got to, let's, let's go in. He goes, you're not going to my fucking house. So well, how do you expect him? He goes, I don't know. Just tell me how much. And I'm like, I calmed down. I went another direction. Just started chatting with him. Got to know him. Broke down like some barriers a little bit. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to go in the house and measure. You're not going to my house. And it just went right back. Like he flashed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And finally he said, listen, I'm going to grenade your ass if you don't give me a goddamn. Pr-. And I'm like, grenade my ass. You don't have a grenade. The new guy's like almost shitting himself. Right. And he's like, you don't think I have a grenade? So he starts walking, like marching towards his house. I'm like, come on. So we just like walked right behind him. Anything. So we walked in his house and he walked me over to a gun rack and he's like, uh, and I go, that's not a grenade. It's like, there are guns. I said, what kind of gun is that? And the guy started like, now he broke down Op- again. Open it up oh, again. He yeah, started yeah. telling me all about his guns. And then he's, and then I'm like, look, I'm going to go start measuring the window. And I wa- started walking towards like a window and he's like, he's like, get your fucking ass out. And he just started losing his mind again. Wow. So I'm like, you know what? Come on to the new guy. And we started walking out the door and the guy, his steps that went down, it must've been like 20 steps. Top of the steps, the Bunk guy up. just pushed me. Come on. Dead serious. Push you down a flight of stairs. Push you down a flight of stairs. I grabbed the railing, and the new, the new kid was behind him. The guy's now yelling at me. The new kid's behind him. He's trapped at the top of the stairs. And he's looking at me like, how do I get out of here? Like, I'm trapped with this crazy guy. And I turn around. I look. I, this is, I, I had so many choice words. That guy started flipping off. I was beyond angry. Holy crap. Finally, I just told the, guy, the new kid, I'm like, come on. And he wouldn't come. I'm like, just I said, knock the guy over. Just get over here. And we just, we left and Jeez. held my finger out the, uh, yeah, out, out the sunroof window. That sounds like I a won. good uh, sales call. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy shit. That's not, I mean, I, I had. Yeah, but that's, that's a little funky. funky. I mean, holy cow. I had uh time I was actually in Dorchester and I remember the guy they, they wanted to buy and I had to measure. Yep. I got to measure everything else. There's one room he wouldn't let me in. Oh boy. And then at the end he decided to let me in. He said, but listen. What you see stays you between us. Yeah, I mean, he opened the door. And? and? It, was, it was, I mean, it was an old, like, apartment. You know, the old yeah. apartments that had really yeah. tall ceilings. Floor to ceiling, like, stacks, like, VCRs, TV, you yep. name it. Yep. Had every, I mean, tons of shit in there. I got a buddy that works for Verizon. He says the same thing. He goes, it's disgusting. He, But he sees, like, you know, like, rat rat feces. Oh, or, yeah. like, if you see, like, he. I've gone to hoarders' houses. Yeah, that's. Disgusting. Like some of the stuff you, some of the stuff I saw, some of the stuff is so sad. Right. But I met some I mean. amazing people. Yeah. Jeez. And I learned a lot too, like over there, just from people. Right. And that's when I re- like realized like people, are re- this is what I'm supposed to do. Like it wasn't, it was, it was, you know, they always say like find something you love to do, find a way to make money doing it. Never worked a day in your life. It was, it was the people. So are you still with new, I mean, you said no, 18 I left, years. I, yeah. I so. left them uh, about nine years ago. Okay. Um, I, I did everything I could do for them. Yep. Like I worked yep. directly for the owner. I was doing a lot of things. And finally I decided I got to spread my wings. So I was 35 and um, I went out, I want to try B2B. So I went over to um, ADP. Yep. Big, big employer, 60,000 employees uh, worldwide and cut my teeth now on, on, on B2B. Started working, you know, selling uh, HCM human capital management solutions and you know, 
technology and people. Okay. Um, and that's treating you well? Left there. And it took the summer. It was the greatest summer. Did this past, even though COVID was going on. Yeah, see. It, it was awesome. It hasn't been horrible for me either. Like, think about I found what the I, silver I, lining. I know. It's what you make of it. I'm it telling is. you, like, uh, during the podcast, I've been telling people we're not going to talk politics and we're not going to talk COVID. At the same time, I'm doing stuff I never dreamed I'd be doing. I just sold my first house, oh. you know, did a flip. And That's awesome. Good for you. Got 20 grand over asking. It sold in two days. I'm like, I've never flipped a house before. And I did it in the middle of a quote unquote pandemic yeah, and yeah. I'm doing a podcast, you know, so it's awesome. I always kind of feel that, uh, you, you know, you make your own luck or you, you, you know, you uh, I'll go back to sales for a minute. Just, I got a very good friend who, uh, is in real estate and he's, he's dogged about making phone calls, you know? And he's like, when I don't want to make that 10th phone call today, he's, he just says, you know, my competitors at home right now, not making that phone call. I'm just going to make it. And exactly. it's just, it's just a mindset mindset. It, it's a, know, I mean, it can be a grind. You can be a hunter. No, it's definitely a grind. Well, like I said, it can be, it's all how you, it's, it's mental. It, right. it, it's, it's, it's all mental. Um, it became and, fun for me. Like just fucking around with people. Sure. Like and it's, <laughs> and, but it's tough sometimes being on the road and, and, uh, you know, but like you said, sales calls. I mean, I, I, I did some financing. Yeah. For commercial uh, construction equipment, and I mean, I would have an appointment in uh, in Bangor, Maine. I yeah. mean, I would leave my house at it five is. in the morning. I'd drive four and a half hours to go meet with a guy and try and sell him a Peterbilt tractor, or uh, you know, uh, oh, those people from Maine are great. A, a Cat three fifteen excavator, right? And then maybe go to lunch with a guy, and then drive home. And you, next yeah. thing you know, you're home at nine o'clock at night, and you're like, man, that was a long ass day long for ass one day. appointment. You know yeah. what I mean? You try oh, and yeah. hit guys on the way there and, yeah. and back and stuff like that. But it's, we I lived uh, in Maine for a year and a half for a bit too. You did, so, yeah. Where in Maine? Uh, just outside of Portland. Oh yeah. So it was, it was beautiful. I mean, they, people from Maine say that's not really Maine. You know, there's people way up, but it was. I mean, we ate. My wife and I we ate and drank our way to the city. I mean, it was. I was all BK before kids. Got it. Oh. Uh, whew. I've, I've, heard, I've heard that once or twice on the podcast as well. Uh, the BK. Um, We're almost back there. <laughs> why? How many? Two. Two, and they're in college? One boy, one girl. I oh. got a girl that's a sophomore in college at Marquette University. Oh, yeah. And then I got a son who's a senior in high school. And where do you guys live? Westboro. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah. A family out in Northboro. Oh, so. yeah. Great area. Yeah. Up 20 years now. Very nice. Have you really? Yeah. 20 years in Westboro. Okay. Um, I like it out there. It's it's like you said, yeah. it's... it's. Think about when we were growing up. That was country. like going to China. I like, know. Who, who, that's what I mean. Like, <laughs> Westboro? Where's that? My parents were from Marlboro and Hudson. And, yeah. and like you said, like going out to see my grandmother was like, oh my God, we're going to Marlboro. And it, you that's know, nothing. It's yeah. like a joke when you work in sales. It's yeah. like, that's a less than an hour. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm skipping a jump. Yeah. So... Um, are you working right now or you're I am. not? Yeah, you are. No, I, so I took the summer. I, I just really did a lot of soul search. And I figured, you know what? I'm going to, I I just want to find that next thing that I'm really find passionate and, right. and fun. And geez, I started with like 20 companies by the end of the summer, just had like 73 companies on my list that I was going through. And I um, had a few offers, pulled myself out of some precedent and landed at a, a company, PTC. Okay. And um, they're headquartered in Boston. They're a technology company. Are they, uh, do they have a, a company in uh, Needham too? That's where they're, that's okay. where their headquarters so used that's to be. The okay. So used to be. They just built a new, well, the brand new building is down in the seaport. That's so funny. I worked in a building across the street for Fire, at Firestone Financial, yeah. Kendrick Street in yeah. uh, Needham right around there. Yeah. This, I mean, it's great company. So cool stuff. Two kids getting a little older. 
which is nice for you and your wife. Yeah. What uh, what do you guys like to do for fun? What like what did what what talk about the silver lining in the summertime and what you guys? I mean, just in general, though, travel. What do you, what do travel's you like to always do? been like okay. a fun for us. I think. So this summer, we were, that's that was out of the question. Yeah. But um, for us, like we both really dedicated our lives like to our kids. Like everything has been about them. They've yep. always been first, like to us. Um, but this summer, what was really great was golf. I mean, I played a shit ton of golf with a bunch of friends. Yep. I mean, I'd play Wednesday night, I'd play Saturday, I'd play Sunday, I'd play Monday morning. I mean, it was just, I'd go to the drive range two, three times a What's week. What's your handicap? Oh, it's horrible. <laughs> it's horrible. I mean, it's funny because I you gave, like to play, but yeah. Well, because I gave up the game for so long when the kids were little. Yeah. And, and that, that job, like at Newport, like I, I would work all day. It was six days a week. I mean, I made great money, but it was, it was, I was gone throughout yeah, the day. Yeah. My wife raised the kids. Really, the way it was, I right. provided. She raised them. I gotcha. And um, nothing so, wrong with that. And no, and then I put the golf clubs away, and then finally they pulled back out, and it's been fun last, you know, this, this summer especially. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I won't ask you if you have any interesting hobbies or anything because golf is is interesting in and of itself. Yeah. Um, where is your favorite place to travel? Like, where, where do you guys enjoy going? Is there a, a set place that you no, go just, to, or do you or you venture off into? Lots of different places. We've we've done some others. I mean, we always go back to a beach. Like a beach is okay. like that's our that's our our, our best place. Our uh, center, you know, that grounds that, yep. that just brings us back. And like any chance, like now, like we leave the like we'll we won't tell the kids the night before. Like in the summer, like when they're home, they're older. We started doing this a couple of years ago. I'm like let's go to the beach tomorrow. Let's not tell the kids. Right. We'll, in the morning, we'll shake them and we'll say we're going to the beach. Okay. And we just walk out the door. So we just go and we hit the beach for the day. And that's awesome. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, great. I mean, what what else? Anything else that's uh, any other crazy stories, any shenanigans, anything oh. that has uh, jogged your memory from the podcast that you've been tuning into? Is there uh No, I think I, 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 geez, also, I mean, like I said, that someday I'll let you know when I release the book. Yeah, on, that's on what I'm stories. saying. So have you been writing it? Do you do any? No, I, I, again, I have them. I, I, I write down notes and stuff just to remember some of the stuff, but. You need to hit a dispensary first before you. <laughs> no, no, not anymore. But I mean, I, I yeah, but don't. I mean, the kids will be gone soon. You can spark oh, up a oh, little. Oh, don't get me wrong. I mean, I st- still will and do, and but it's just um, I don't need that like I did for that. Like it's different now. It's recreation. Then it was more for the folk and recreation. But I love it. It was it was messed up. Like I was like one of those guys that um, at the fraternity, I was like two o'clock in the morning, a bunch of guys smoking. I'd all of a sudden jump on my mountain bike and zoom around Lowell on the bike, like just. Like, I don't know what it was. I was right. Like, it's just tapped. I think back, like, geez, I hope my kids don't end up like me. That's the scariest thing now, right? You, how, how often do you think that, Tim? Uh, I think about it. I, You know, my son's 14, but I, I do, you know, I already see certain things. I'm like, all right, let's nip that in the bud do you, before. Do you? Do you talk about drugs, alcohol, sex? Oh, all them? the time. Yeah, you got to do all it. All the time. When did you start? How old were they? Uh, probably about a year, maybe when he was like 12, 12 and a half, I started saying, you know, listen, because it's not just drugs and alcohol and everything else. It's vaping. Oh, it's anything. It's, it's, absolutely. Know, it's social media not putting stupid pictures up or saying something yeah. inappropriately to a girl. Like, I, I, at one point, I found my son, you know, reaching out to people on Snapchat or whatever, saying, like, do you think I'm cute? Whatever. And I said, don't ever let someone else validate what you yeah. think about yourself so and your own worth and everything else. I'm like, I go, don't go searching for compliments or whatever. Because what if the girl says, no, I don't think you're cute, Will. Then how you how you going to yeah. handle that? Are you okay. going to handle it like, oh, that's okay? Or are you going to handle it like, oh, no, I, you know, and, and internalize it and, like, let it. Yeah, it's tough these days. I mean, it's these, not easy. I'm not, telling you. No matter you. how much you tell them, right. it's kind of hard not to. Everything is based on licks, uh, likes and clicks and everything I know. else. 
So, and that's that's all part of it. It's um, I hate it to be I honest do. with you. It's not. I just prefer a simpler time when when it was, yeah. you know. I believe there's a, there's a whole thing like going back to like that whole question about um, you know, do you talk to kids about sex, yeah. and drugs, and um, all that stuff? We I, we started super young. Like I had, uh, I still play like men's league hockey. And um, one of the locker room, I asked a couple of guys that are older. He's like, I never talked about that with my kids. Are you yeah. kidding me? My wife. I'm like, really? You never had you never had these any of these conversations? He's like, no. I'm like, holy shit! Like, do you, you do you? I said, yeah. Like, how old is your kid? And I'm like, fourth grade. They're like, what? You talk about sex and drugs with your kids in fourth grade? I said, yeah. I said, it's not taboo right now. Right. Like when they get older, when you start, when you think that they're old enough for it, they're not going to tell you the truth. Right. They're going to be like, if I talk to you like I know about, it, that means you think I'm doing it. Right. Fuck that. That's how I would think. Well, no, I know, but they also are exposed to so much more in terms of, like, you know, YouTube and this and that. Yeah. Like, they're just following, you know. Would you fall again in your family? Not the seven? I'm the youngest. Yeah. So you're talking the youngest. So, like, I don't know about your parents. My parents were exhausted by the time they got Oh, there. yeah. Like, my, do whatever my, you fuck you want. You just don't get arrested. My sisters told me all the time I got away with murder. Yeah, they were so like, did I. They were like, I got a belt. You got a... Oh, hey, you want an extra 20 bucks? That's right. You know, uh, I was the only one in my family that got a chance to go out to Jimmy's Steakhouse every like uh, Saturday night when I was a kid or go out to Chinese food. Everyone else that was always at home. Yeah, same. Like my mother went back to work when I got to be like 11 or 12. And like you said, my oldest sister, we called her Mama 2. Yeah. Because. Um, How many years older than you? So 13 and 14. Sorry, so didn't mean to break same with, No, same with you. The, yeah. the spread was there where we called them. Uh, they were like a second parent as opposed to yeah. a, a sibling. You yeah. know what I mean? So I'd come home at 9, 10, 11 years old, and my sister Beth would be watching like General Hospital or something, whatever. You know, yeah. it's just funny how so different. some of my musical likes, you know, I enjoy actually Barry Manilow, Donna Summer. Like yeah. I'm saying, it's all because of course. Of, it's because of my brothers and sisters listening to stuff that, you know, I probably never Do you like all genres to. because of this? I love everything. Same with me. I love I, everything. I, I've always said my entire life until about a year ago, like everything except for country. Yeah, I was the same way. I and now it. I even I'm, like I country do too. a little. I yeah, do. yeah see? I don't know. But it's certain, it's certain, certain. The only artists. thing I don't love about country, and my son will laugh because I find it very literal. <laughs> so it's, I woke up in the morning yeah. and I had a beer and yeah. I drove my truck and yeah. I found my girl yeah. and I kicked my dog and then I yeah. spit. <laughs> and he's like, he laughs when I mock it, but right. I do like it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like it's, one of my favorite songs is God is good. Beer is no, was it? God yeah, yeah. is great. Beer is good. And people are crazy. Yes. That's a great one. That's Car a good one. Billy Currington. Or something. Yeah. Love that song. Darius Rucker. I like him. I like all yeah. Stuff. So, uh, so I've come around. Come around. I, so I, I. I actually like it. I actually, I'm, I can't believe you got me to, to admit that. I think I admitted it on my own. Yeah. I mean, my best, my, my boy is uh, Tom Petty. That was, that was the only person that's passed in the last 10 years of any significance from a, yeah. from an entertainment standpoint that, that has hurt me is uh, Tom Petty. Yeah. Just because I love him so much, yeah. I, I saw him so many times. Do your kids, do your kids follow the same thing? Do they like all? Uh, he's they listen to stuff. I don't even know what it is. Oh, I mean, of course. Honestly. Like so, I, I, I listen to their stuff. Yeah, I do too. But I, I don't, don't even. I don't like it. And I well, there's some stuff I've found. Like my daughter's helped me out, and she finds like certain artists like that. And she's like, "You like this?" And I'm like, "Yeah, you're right." Okay. And she's actually both my kids. They listen to stuff that we would listen to. Yeah. And they just they appreciate it, which I I love. I love that fact. That's that, great. That exposure. So going back, like the same thing with our parents, like what they exposed to you. I don't know about your parents. So my parents literally would say growing up, like there was no thing around 
drinking or smoking. There was zero. Like, you would think they would. They were born in 1929. Right. So, like, they literally said, sit down at the kitchen. If you want to drink a beer, don't do it by our back. Sit down at the table. Yeah. Have a beer. You're going to drink the whole thing, but sit down at the table. Don't do it by our back. You want to smoke a cigarette? Right. Sit down at the table. Smoke the whole thing. You want to smoke weed? Go talk to your brothers and sisters. Wow. Literally. And there was no mystique around it. So I, I'm the only one in the family that drinks or smokes pot or anything. Yeah. No one else does that. That's just, it was open. So we have like around the holidays and stuff, I'd get like this little juice glass of wine yep. or something like that. I remember growing up, my grandfather would be watching uh, the Red Sox and he'd say, hey, go get me a beer. And I'd, uh, I'd pour him uh, Schlitz into an eight ounce glass and he'd say, go get yourself a juice glass and take the rest. Yeah. And I would drink four ounces of Schlitz. Yeah. At like 10, 11 years old, I come back three innings later and ask him what the score was, and he's passed out in his chair, asleep, whatever. Does it bring you back if you have yeah, a sip? I love, yeah, I love it. I love Schlitz. If I find Schlitz, I'm buying Schlitz. That's like me with High Life. Yeah. High Life, first beer, and God, if I t- that's just, it is. It's, it's true champagne. It's crazy, but I, I love it. I uh, I look for it. It's very hard to find. There's a couple places yeah. I have, and, I, and I, I'll and buy it, and I enjoy it, actually. Good. Yeah. Um, well, good. I'm glad everything is good, Mike. I'm glad you're centered. I'm glad you're listening to the podcast and Love enjoying it. it. Absolutely. I, I, no, I, well, I asked him, I hit you up and I said, hey, you need any help? I thought maybe like helping you track down some people. And you're yeah, like, hey, I mean, guy, you want to jump on my cop? Well, Shit. He, here's the thing. Um, it's out there. People know that mm-hmm. I want to hear from everyone. And um, I, I don't want to hunt people down that don't want to be hunted. So I'll say it again, everybody. It's hunting down. Just let them know awareness yeah. if they're not aware. Just come on down. I mean... I love connecting with everybody I do. It's uh, it's great fun so for me. Good at I, it. Well, thank you. I appreciate <laughs> it, and I enjoy it. You uh, do. I can tell. It comes I, through. Yeah. I um, <laughs> It makes me laugh. You know it what I mean? It makes me happy. It's fulfilling. You've had so, a smile on your face the entire time I'm here. That's, that's, Keep it on mine, too. So have you. So have you. Listen, thanks so much for the time. Thank you for coming thanks by. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it very um, much. I'm going to bid farewell, because i got to get to my 2 o'clock, to my... Catholic brethren, my former St. James parishioner, who's now a big pot-smoking crazy man. Come on now, don't be. I'm kidding. Michael, thank you for the time. Bye.